Hey, is this thing on? Lance, Nick, ready? Can you hear me? Welcome to the Live Free and Hunt podcast. Episode 15 coming at you hot. Uh, Live Free and Hunt podcast. We had Rob and Diane Richardson. We talked a lot about blood tracking, catfishing, uh, deer hunting, and just a little bit of this and a little bit of that. Um, this will be a two part podcast, so look out for next week's uh, second part of the podcast. We had some great stories we're told in this. Nice couple, very humble, very informative people. They are awesome can't say enough about them uh we want to thank you guys again but um yeah let's get right into this and uh let's get it you're like a bad deck of cards that loves to lose you don't listen to me and i don't want you to because we sure have fun Throwing my money away You bet high, I bet low You're all in and I'm all broke Another paycheck down the drain We got Rob and Diane And we're going to talk some uh, deer tracking We're going to talk some blood tracking we're going to talk some catfishing and uh, all around some hunting stories. Shed hunting. <laughs> a little bit of everything. So, uh, I don't know who wants to go first. Rob, maybe? You want to... How'd you, how'd you get brought up in the uh, outdoors? Well, we're about where I grew up. About a mile down the road is where I grew up. So, this has been my playground for quite a while. It's a beautiful this, spot. It is. This is our undisclosed location. And... Uh, Springfield, New Hampshire is where we are, and it's there's a lot of public land here. Yeah. And pretty much from the time I woke up in the morning to the time I went to sleep, we were outside. Yeah. My mom opened the door and said, go. So we, uh, you we have learned, siblings? I have uh, two brothers and a sister. Like All right. <laughs> so and, it was outside. I, I can feel that, yeah. Yeah. So we'd be outside, and my brothers were always into working on lawn tractors and bicycles and that kind of stuff and i had no interest in that yeah. i was always out trying to find where the deer lived <laughs> where the where the trout were in the brook or, yeah. or where the the frogs were in the pond you know that kind of thing so i really had always had this draw to the whitetail and it i guess it's kind of shown because it's pretty much my life now yeah that's all you do yeah <clears throat> i mean i <laughs> when I wake up in the morning, that's the first thing I think about is, where's that big buck right now? Right. Where's he sleeping? <laughs> What's he eating? So, that that would be it. Nice. Uh, what about uh, fishing? I see, uh, I've seen a couple pictures of some big-ass catfish. You know anything about catfish? Uh, yeah, I do, actually. <laughs> yeah, we, uh, years ago, I used to live down in Keene, or at Chest West Chesterfield, New Hampshire. And I worked with a guy. I, I guess I could ne- mention his name just because he's going to listen to this. Stephen Bittner. Him and I used to go fishing quite a bit after work. 
and we lived right next to the Connecticut River. And I had this thing as I'd never caught an eel before. Yeah. And I wanted to catch a freshwater eel. Gross. <laughs> so we would go down and... You're good. <laughs> You're good. Are you going to make it? <laughs> I say that to my daughter. You're all right. You're all right. You're, You're good. good. Yeah. Swallow the water the wrong way instead of throwing it on the floor. <laughs> I guess that's better. So we we just, we asked around, and I asked a couple of the fishing game biologists how to catch them. So they yeah. tell us you go down at night, use night crawlers, and you know just sit there and wait. So we did, and we started off, and we were really productive with the eels. Yeah. Uh, my largest eel to date was four feet long. No shit. Wow. And it was a monster. It was a female. And as you know, anything above about two feet long is a female. I didn't know that. No. Didn't know that about the eels. So the females are always bigger because they carry more eggs as they they swim back to the Saragosso Sea. Anyways, that spot that we were fishing kind of got boring. Mm -hmm. We've been there all this time, all summer. So we decided we'd go to a different spot. And somebody said, you got to find this place they call the point. That's got eels in it. Okay. So we get lost. <coughs> we we run into uh, some police officers and we ask them where the point where was. Where is the point? Yeah. And they said, oh, well, you got to go down here and then here. So we ended up in some place. I still don't know if where we went to was the point. <laughs> so we got there and it was this beautiful beach, pretty much like what you see here. And we were just in awe. Yeah. It's one of the most prettiest places on the Connecticut River. So I had decided I was going to try chicken liver for them yeah. because somebody told me they catch big ones with chicken liver. So I cast out. Steve did the same thing. We're both running our two rods. And the next thing I know, Steve's rod is bent over double. I'm like, boy, that's a big eel right there. He hooks into it and he brings it in. And lo and behold, it was at the time when it started coming in, that's the biggest horn pout I have ever seen in yeah, my life. Right. So we weigh <clears throat> it and it was eight pounds. Wow. And I says, that's a state record. But then I got looking at it, and I says, that's not a horn pout. And I, I says, that's a channel cat. So the next day, I called Gabe Grease, who was the fisheries biologist, mm-hmm. and I said, Gabe, I caught a channel cat in the river. And he says, no, you didn't. <laughs> I says, no, I did. <laughs> Come look <Yeah>. at it. <laughs> and he's like, he goes, it was probably a white cat. <clears throat> okay. Yeah. So I go back down. We fish again. We caught five or six more of them. Eight, nine, ten pounds. And every time we go, we'd be catching eight, nine, ten pounders. Wow. So I says, we got something here. So I finally got Gabe to agree that if I brought him one, he'd certify it as a new state record for the state of New Hampshire. Yeah. Now, I didn't want to, I didn't care if I got it or not. So I took my nephew. Nice. He was 12 years old at the time, and we took him down. And the first night, he catches an 11 and a half pounder. Holy jeez! So that was the first state record. So what is this? Is the species? Is it? It is, and he he certified it as channel cat. Channel cat. So channel catfish now are an official species. I in didn't New know Hampshire. that. That's yeah, a they, crazy story. Well, that's just crazy that that actually happened. Yeah. You know? Well, they've they've moved up. From Massachusetts. Okay. They come upriver. Right. So at this point in time, there is basically two breeding populations, in my estimations, from what we catch. Mm -hmm. One uh, below the Hinsdale Dam, 
in Vernon, yeah, and a, a population above all the way to Bellows Falls. No shit. So those are the two places that if you go and fish for channel cats, that's where you're going to catch them. And that's the only river you're assuming that they're in right now? Assuming. Yeah. I mean, I, I yeah. couldn't tell you. I mean, I don't fish the Merrimack. You always hear these ghost stories that oh, there's, the Merrimack, there's yeah. some in there. Or there's, I mean, coming up, I don't know if they have them. If they're in Massachusetts, they'll be in the southern part of the river. Right, yep. They do travel. I mean, just by nature, they'll travel upstream during the spawn. They always move upstream, and then they'll congregate below dams and find places to spawn. So if there's a fish ladder, it's just natural for them to go through it. Right, right, right. So that's how they've gotten. And at some point, they'll be farther north in the Connecticut as, as it goes. Yeah. Um, but if you're, if you're going to catch the big ones, the area below the Hinsdale Dam is definitely the spot from there to Northfield, Mass. Are you still using chicken liver as bait? Or chicken liver, it? yeah. You know, a lot of the places, will, if you read online or you watch any of the videos, they'll tell you that, excuse me, um, that the best ways to catch the big ones mm-hmm. are cut bait or live fish. I, you know, those fish in there, there's so many of them. I'm still having really good luck with the chicken livers. This year has been really tough with the dry weather and the warm water temperatures. Yeah, low low water. Yeah, low water. And channel cats need a cooler water temperature, anyways. You know, everybody thinks hot water for cats, but channel cat needs two things: they need cooler water and they need current. Without, that makes sense with the dam, with the cooler water, right. that bought, that lower water coming over the dam. Yeah, yeah they get that. Or coming that, through the dam. Yeah, you know? that cool water with more oxygen in it, so they're going to gather up at the dams. Um, but the my largest catfish, which was 37 inches long, which is a horse, he was really thin. It was an older fish. He, you could just tell he wasn't in great condition. Right, yep. Um, he should have been right around 28 pounds, somewhere in that vicinity. But he ended up being 14. Wow. Um, but that <clears throat> That's still fish, a long fish. He's <laughs> huge. Yeah. I mean, the picture of me with yeah. it, it's just, it goes from here to there. Right. So. Nice. But that fish was caught on a fall fish head that was about a half a pound. Wow. Like a 14 or 18-inch fall fish cut the head off. They love head pieces if you're going to use cut bait. Huh. And that was just an experiment because I caught that fall fish. He deep hooked. He died. And I was like, let's try it. Yeah. Yeah, And that hit the water, only sat there for 18, uh, 18 or 20 minutes, and he nailed it. And that was a fight. That fish got into the deep current. And was big anyway. Right, right. That was that was. Oh yeah, I can relive that all day long. That was awesome. So you accidentally stumbled upon catfishing. Yeah, essentially. Kind of yeah, way, yeah, yeah. yeah but trying to catch eels. We, right. we caught we caught catfish, and we still do it today. We had uh, one stringer that we caught this year. Once or twice a year, we'll catch a cooler. Yeah. Um, I just don't want to be greedy and yeah. catch a ton of them all the time. Because it, it it is a burgeoning population, yep. and it's it's an unbelievable sports fish. I don't know if you guys have ever caught channel cats. I haven't. I f- when I lived in Virginia, I fished for them, but never, never. I well, didn't know what I was doing. The so. farther south you go, the smaller the channel cats are. Okay. Because of the warm water. Yeah. Okay. That's just blue cats grow bigger down there, and flatheads. Yeah. And the channel cats are kind of they they're a nuisance fish, if anything, kind of like a bullhead is to me now. Right. But, um, up here. It's like the Red River in Manitoba. 
they grow huge. Yeah. They have the possibility in that river to grow to 30 pounds. Wow. Now, what's their main food source then? Shad. Shad. Okay, Shad's so they're chasing be, shad yeah. around. Yeah. Yeah. So the, the, those, the shad that they stock in the river, the ones we're not allowed to keep, keep yeah, right. Right. unfortunately, because they'd make great bait. Yeah. Right. Um, that is the number one food source. Huh. That crawfish, shad, and here's what's going to shot is going to blow your mind: sea lampreys. Really? Sea lampreys, sea lampreys. swim up the river yep. yeah. and spawn. Okay, yep. When they when the, the babies start them. swimming back down the river, they're about that long. Yeah, about two, two inches. inches yep. Yeah. No. They gorge on them. Wow. I have caught some big sense. ones yeah. that are just full. Jesus. So yeah, it. Wow, that's that gonna be fun. They fight harder than. I don't really bass fish anymore. Bass, yeah. salmon. Are you doing? Trout, is it a, is it a daytime activity or is it? You I, can. When, when I think of catfishing, for whatever reason, I think it's because hornpo. I you know you yeah. go at night generally. I do because of the there's that adventure feel of it. There's yeah. that cool. Every, uh, we're doing what when we were catfishing, we're doing just like we're doing here. Just yeah. shooting the crap, sitting around, yeah. shooting the crap, having yeah. a having a cool one. You know, all friends getting together. It's it's a really cool thing, and it's nighttime, so you get that. That river monster feel. You have yeah. no idea. That it's an alligator. Have. Oh, shit. Exactly. It's an alligator. You know? So it's, it is that kind of cool thing that you have with, with the catfishing is is that whole adventure feel to it. Yeah, and, and the bells go off. The bells go. It's oh, like ice okay, fishing. Yep. You know, like I ice see fishing. that. They put the bell on the tip yeah, yep. for the bite. No! You know, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, you're all sitting there shooting a the shit. And, and, and somebody go, it goes off, and next thing you know, everybody's running over there yeah. to watch you catch your fish. Right. You know? And a lot of times we just... Damn, we'll, that's fun. We'll put out <laughs> We're gonna you know, do it. two rods a piece, and everybody shares. So yeah. if, if one guy caught one on next his rod, reels, the next guy yeah. just grabs his rod, and, yeah. and we just go. So we have a great time. Now, daytime... Um, I, I just got a boat this year. I haven't outfitted it. I've been working on it, trying yep. to get it going because I'm cheap because I'm from New England. I don't like <laughs> yeah. buying new stuff. All of us buy you. used. Yeah. <laughs> so once it's going, what they do in the daytime is the chat the channel cats hit deep water and suspend. Yep. They're a lot like most like game bass. Fish. Yeah, or anything. Yeah, yeah. Getting So they get water. deep water and suspend in the main current, so they got current hitting them in the face, and they got good oxygen. So you drift for them. So you'll go upstream, and you'll find holes. What we'll do is we'll go up with the boat, with the, the fish finder, you mark, mark the holes, the holes yeah. and then you come back, and you, know, you drop your buoys. Yep. And when you get down, now you can drop your your lines and go through that hole and and if you hit a good hole boy i'll tell you mm-hmm. you can catch a lot Lit them right I up, mean, huh? our biggest that stringer i was telling you about was 81 pounds this year wow of that's a good stringer, yeah, yeah it, was, it was a pretty good cooler you ever throw a hot dog out <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no my buddy does up on champlain gym and okay he, and that's that's how they catch like when they're fishing for eaters yeah next to the boat he has a, a boat on a dock there up and uh up on champlain just throw a hot dog out and catch a couple eaters to fry yep you know done would you you know sitting sitting at the point or what you what you call it, wherever you guys fish below the wherever you guys fish mm-hmm. do you guys like maybe put out any like bait to attract them we like, used to poke a hand uh, poke a hole in a tuna can or something tie it off and then huck i it out used to take out i'd I take a uh a minnow trap yeah yep. and take a bunch of frozen chicken liver oh, or okay. bait or whatever and just huck it out and just let, let it, it thaw, thaw out and get the smell in there but over the years, there's a lot of myths that I've busted by doing this. Yeah. One, don't ever use rotted bait. <laughs> One, you're not your wife is not going to let you sleep. Yeah. In we're not bed. we're not alligator fishing here. <laughs> right. <laughs> but if you go online, you'll see these guys making. They hook with a with a 
Well, with a gallon jug, they'll put a hook yeah. on it. Yeah, <laughs> just hang yeah. something. Yeah, well, they'll take it and they'll take the, their their whatever they're making, chicken yeah. liver, beef liver, and they'll put teriyaki sauce, whatever, sit it in the sun and let it just rot. Ugh. And then they'll use that. Well, channel cats like nice, fresh blood. That's what they're yeah. attracted to is the blood. Okay. It, so if you're throwing out rotted liver, stuff, yeah. the blood's no good. Yeah. It's not really They're going to go the other way, right, yeah. Right, so... Over the years, we've busted that myth. You want as fresh chicken liver. I used to put the teriyaki sauce in it. They still eat it. It's that garlic. It's that garlic taste. That, really? That they like. Except now he can't eat anything that has teriyaki. Yeah, chicken sauce. teriyaki. I'll throw it in the trash. Why? I won't, it because reminds me. <laughs> if you, I'll, you come, oh, slime you come with us and you sit there all night putting teriyaki uh, uh. bait on. And that's you, all you smell. Yeah, you get, you're on your toes. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, it's nothing. I won't even eat beef teriyaki anymore. <laughs> that's awesome. It's, it's nasty. So, um, yeah. So you, you want the freshest bait possible. You don't want rotten bait. And the bigger the bait, generally the bigger the fish. Especially with you catch a two pound channel cat. Yeah. And he can eat two chicken livers put together. I mean, we're using eight hooks. Yeah. Eight on hooks. Yeah. That's a good size. That's hook. a good hook, and That's you're catching an three, yeah. three inch striper hook. Yeah, and yeah. you catch their mouths are huge. Yeah, so you catch that thirty-seven inch one I got. I could literally put my head in his mouth. Yeah, damn. I mean, it looks like a flathead. His head yeah. so. And big, those things so. are. We're swimming with those bastards, huh? Yeah, and they bite. <clears throat> do they? Holy mackerel! Do they bite? Like, wow. like a noodle? Like a noodler bite? Yeah, I don't know how those guys do that. Really? Because I mean, they're it's catching that, a lot bigger. I know they break fish. hands and shit. Like, oh that. hell yeah! They, yeah. That I caught a ten pounder a couple years back, and he deep hooked himself, yeah. which is weird with a circle hook. And I reached down oh. in there to grab it out and be nice and, and he, get it out, and he clamped on my wrist, and my wrist—I mean, it hurt. Him, yeah. And he started flopping around. I thought he was going to oh, break my wrist. Shit. Really? And it was only a ten pound fish. So he, uh, yeah, those those things can be pretty nasty. Yeah. You don't want to stick a finger in there. No, <laughs> just a finger. And it'll break it. Yeah. it. I mean, a big fish will break it pretty right. easy. So no rotten bait, and what was the, what was another what was the other one? So no rotting bait. You don't need special sauce. I do use garlic, and it, the garlic does tend to attract more fish. We found it's like three to one. Yeah. On the regular bait. So, um, what I'll do is I I buy the chicken liver bulk. Okay. I'll buy a whole Heck case. yeah. You throw it in the freezer. And where do you, yeah. where do you find chicken? Like at the, just the, the grocery, grocery store? store you They'll can order it. it. They'll order it for you. Or butcher um, shop or whatever. I got lucky. My Here, um, where I work, we just butchered out. What? We butchered oh, out cows? a bunch of chickens. Oh, chickens, yeah. yeah. And uh, Oh, meat birds? Yeah. Yeah. So I got the hearts and livers. Nice. Oh, perfect. So Fresh. Uh, we get a lot. 300. 300 wow. chickens. So wow. I got a, my freezer's got wow. more, more catfish bait in it than it does. <laughs> <laughs> you got to watch that. He's sneaky. He scared the crap out yeah. of me. So, yeah, I, I, I keep a lot of chicken liver on hand. Like, if I go to Champlain with my buddy, yeah. you can't find chicken liver over there. Really? Is that you, so we have to bring our own. Huh? Yeah. No way. Huh? And it, it it's magic over there because I don't think the fish they are don't used fish, to it. Yeah, right. So Something they get a little bit of... People are throwing out Walmart Franks. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Ballpark Franks. <laughs> In Plattsburgh. Yeah, they're yeah. over there throwing out Walmart. They do a lot They do a lot of cut bait there, alwives yep. and mm. stuff. And that's their main source of food there is yep. alwives and, and white perch. When I went up there with Nick, uh, bow fishing, 
man, the eels in there, they were, we mm. saw a shitload of eels. Really? Yeah, all in yep. like two feet of water, all around the shores. Yep. Shitload of eels, big ones too. Yeah, they're, see, they're Huge. lucky there because they got the locks that come yeah. up from the Hudson so they can get yep. in there and out of there. There's a Huge. lot of eels here that are landlocked that will live until they're dead. They can't get out. There's a lot of lakes like that. They'll live, it, eels damn. live here for 30 years. Wow. And, you know, they hit the water, they stay for 30 years, and then they leave. That's really? 30 years. Yeah. I'm 30. Yeah. <laughs> that's a long, that's yeah. a long time. Yeah. So it, what's the state record is, um, I'm going to guess, but I think it's like eight or nine pounds. Wow. That's an yeah. eel? Yeah, it was like uh, 40-some-odd inches. Jesus. And, so. I mean, people get creeped out by them, but they're really a unique species no they're, they are oh they are they the are they they're breed, aliens yeah. they're not from earth i just went <laughs> cobia fishing in virginia and uh, you know, my buddy was i've never been so it's like uh, sight fishing you get a guy up top and you know mm-hmm. port side you know three o'clock or nine o'clock whatever throw a live eel out there but just the i've never fished with eels before uh maybe i have with stripers yeah yeah but <clears throat> you you know you grab them in the head and it's like yeah right around your arm yeah i'm like come on but you, if you know you drop a, a pile of them on the ground, good luck trying to get them up. Here, it's... I'll freak you. I'll freak you out. <laughs> you realize their blood is poison. No, really? If their blood gets into your system, you can die from it. No way. Yeah. Really? <laughs> yeah. Really? Yeah. So if I digest, you can eat them. You can eat them. But if you have like a bad cut oh. and a bunch of eel blood gets infused oh. into your blood. Which can happen. That is that. That must be common. With you think you're playing around with the hooks, you're on a boat. Oh, I always yeah. got cuts in. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I mean, it's it, it's. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Their blood is corrosive or something. Yeah. Like, something I'm, like I'm that, trying yeah. to remember now. We looked it up when you first started fishing them, and yeah, I was like, like, wow, these things are from another planet. Yeah, I mean, no, they are. Yes, they, they an eel goes through such a crazy change life, through its yeah. life. It yeah. starts as an, you know, a glass eel. Yeah, yeah, and then I it turns through, into an yeah. elver. Yep. And they change colors this whole and then once they hit the estuaries as uh elvers, then they start swimming upstream and turn into regular freshwater eels. And then when they swim That's the down, only way that it... they turn into a freshwater eel. Yep. Wow. There's no there's it's one species, one one species that does this. That's a hike to yeah. where they have to go cuz we have the Bermuda in, Triangle in, in Milton, right? Yeah, I remember the in Milton Falls. They used to, yeah, yeah, we used and that's to a poke. catch them below the dam. From the Piscataqua. Yeah. And they catch them all the way north and yeah. Yeah, Maine. up north, yeah. So they go from there, they go all the way to the Bermuda Triangle. Holy smokes. That's where they that's where they spawn. The Sargasso Sea is the Bermuda Triangle. That's crazy. See, there's something to do with the Bermuda Triangle and eels. That's why yeah. I always said they're out of here. Yeah. I'm not fucking with them anymore. <laughs> they, they, they completely lose their digestive system when they swim downstream. Yep. Their stomachs disappear. They get their eyes get really huge. They turn black. Yes, and I've seen that. It almost like a film over them yep. before they start. Yeah. And off they go, and they swim all the way back, spawn and die. What? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Imagine Holy that smokes. four and a half foot eel with eyes the size of yeah. a dip can, can yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. swimming down river. It's like freaking you right out. The Trappers Convention, uh, Trappers Convention in Bethel, Maine. We used to go up every year, and they always had a couple games for kids. Even though it really wasn't a kids thing, but uh, they would always oh, yeah, throw out a tarp. Out. 
throw a bunch of eels out and vegetable oil, oil or something. Oh yeah, and they'd have a fifty-five gallon drum, and the kids would toss them, and they'll see the the little kids like catching pig at the fair. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> How many eels can you put in that bucket? Yeah. And they covered them all in a on a tarp. Oh, it was, uh, and it they was were funny though. With slime. Oh, the kids were so happy to be swimming in that. <laughs> they were so happy to be rolling <laughs> around in that tarp. It's it's like rubber cement. Yeah, 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 yeah it's it is. Nasty. He has gloves that he uses specifically for yeah. eels. Yeah, and they're literally like they're solid solid oh. really dry right out huh? you know that and they smell they stand so up. bad <laughs> you know you know those bags it's like that, that sock in middle school yeah. what's this one <laughs> <laughs> you know the bags you get at the grocery store those reusable yeah like biodegradable like, bags yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is gonna gross you guys out too i keep i'm trying not to freak you out too much but if you put an eel in one of those Gonna go right through it. It melts through it. Yeah. It like destroys it's like it. Gasoline. It a reusable bag. Oh, plastic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> something, something about their mucus membrane that they they admit that burns right through that. Because one year he thought it would be really good to to, to weigh them. To weigh them. Because okay, I used yeah, to, smart bag. Yeah, yeah. So you tear it. And I then used put to it in. measure them, girth, and then put them in a bag and put them in something and you know, weigh those, it and then the give it to not yeah. the, not the, the white game. plastic ones the reusable the, like market basket bags yeah yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. those yeah and it went right it's through it's like the a woven yeah you go yeah. to pick up the eel there's nothing there. <laughs> and i don't mean yeah <laughs> stay it's, record it's, oh it's, shit it's not like i weighed six of them and then it finally did it no i put one in it and just kind of like slime through the bag it melted. i was like i never seen anything yeah, like, it. like the terminator shit so <laughs> what animals what animals would be affected by that then so an animal bites onto that eel the slime maybe affects it. it. I don't no? think it. No, no, I think it's just because those bags are made to be to break down. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. There may be some type yeah. of enzyme in that slime that can break it That's down. That's wild. That's but gross. But it, it was we we really kind of were taken aback by it. Yeah. Enough with the eels. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Diane, how, how did you, uh, you know, get grow? Did you grow up in the outdoors? How'd that work I for you? I did not. You didn't. Okay. Well, I was a farm kid. Okay. But. We didn't have time for that. Oops, so did we... you grow up around here? Yeah. You did? Yeah, I grew up around here. And, um, um, yeah, I was a farm kid. We just, we didn't really have time for that. Yeah. And then, you got to work 24-7. Yeah, yeah. And then, you know, when I turned into an early teenager, family situation changed and we moved to the city. Oh, boy. And, uh. That's a big change. Yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't fun. The, no. um, because at the time I had a super heavy... What I call a New England accent, he doesn't call it that. I don't know. I don't know some what it is. Some type of accent. Some yeah. type of accent. <laughs> some, <laughs> some type of northern wood accent. I had yeah. a really heavy accent, and I'd have to repeat everything in school. Yeah. Everything. And so we moved to the city into seventh grade, and I got unmercifully. I'm sorry, Diane. We don't speak wood booger. <laughs> <laughs> They put me into speech therapy. Because oh, yeah. of your accent? They couldn't understand me, yeah. Uh, yeah, oh, you shit. couldn't get down there, yeah. could you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and the kids just were really horrible. Yeah. Um, but that's that's kind of, you know, I grew up kind of back and forth from different places like that. And then uh, my mom grew up. You know, very hard life. You yep. know, her dad hunted. Oh, of course. My mom didn't hunt, but my, you know, very hard, hard farm life. And my dad was a bus driver, and he didn't have time for that stuff. Right. <clears throat> he he did hunt. Yeah. Sort of. 
when I, I, whenever like, the season came around. He came with the boys, went something. and had yeah. a couple beers, walked around the woods with a gun. I don't think he, yeah. he never shot anything. No. But anyway, um, <laughs> um, so when I was uh, 20, I uh, moved back home. I, I had moved out at 17, moved back home at 20. And uh, my brother and I, we taught ourselves how to hunt. That's really? Awesome. Yeah, we taught ourselves how to hunt. No shit. You yeah. just woke up one one fall morning and just said, "All right, let's do this." No, we, do, you know, we had to plan it out. Either you, know, you we had to, to be... do hunter safety and all that. Oh, okay. So. Yeah. 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 We taught ourselves. I mean, I knew how to shoot a gun. Right. Right. Of course. I already knew how to shoot a gun, but we had to teach ourselves how to hunt. And uh, but the super funny part about my life. But up bumps. Super funny <laughs> part about my life is when we moved to the city. And nobody liked me. Yeah. Because I was hick filled. Yeah, of yeah. course. You're from, you know, the woods. I became an animal rights activist. Really? Yeah, for a few years. If I had known went, that. Went mm. vegetarian. <laughs> went vegetarian, went animal rights activist. Really? Yeah, the whole bit for a couple of years. And uh, and then at 20, I taught myself how to hunt. And then it Crazy, like, huh? Then it What like, made you fl- what, what was the. What made you flip? Yeah. Other crazy shit. <laughs> I realized. I realized. What that, am I doing? I, well, I realized that what I thought you were hungry is what you were. <laughs> yeah. I, like I realized meat. that what I thought I was doing was actually what's called animal welfare. Yeah. And what the crazy people are doing mm-hmm. is animal rights. Yeah. And animal welfare <laughs> and animal rights are incompatible. They're completely incompatible. Yeah. And. So I was really on the animal welfare side. Yeah. So, bye, ladies. And <laughs> so I taught myself how to hunt, and then uh, with my first husband, I learned how to trap. And uh, so I went, like, from... Yeah, the zero to six. Saving, like, saving them to uh, <laughs> yeah. trapping them. And, doing yeah. <laughs> and, now I, uh, and now I barely hunt now because I'm too busy tracking. Right. <laughs> tracking other people's skills. We can roll right into that, actually. Um, what... What got you into tracking? And it's it's fairly new to New Hampshire. I don't know about the rest of the country. I know they they've had it. You know, blood tracking for big game. Well, I I had trained I, I trained dogs and I had trained dogs to AKC track, which okay. is people yeah. tracking. Yeah, that's people tracking. And uh, and they have you know a beginner level, an intermediate level kind of thing, and a at very advanced level. Are they all aged dogs going into this or mainly just yeah, puppies yeah, all yeah, age? Yeah. yeah. And um, so I already knew how to teach a dog how to track yeah. because this is what I did. The same basics, right? Yeah. 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 And then um, a guy named Ed Wills was trying to make the deer tracking legal in New Hampshire. And he spent a couple of years on it. A um, couple of years. Wow. Yeah. Just to push that Because it's fairly huh? new. Well, what, well the last... it's 2007. So it's not okay. so new anymore. All right. But Maybe I'm just old now. <laughs> <laughs> but, then, uh, but then Rob went up to the sportsman show up in Burlington and came back with um, the, Gen- the Genanese book. They write the only USA book on tracking well, who deer. Who was it I talked to up there? Do you remember? Was it Tim Nichols? Was it Tim? No. Uh, no, DePetri. Depe- Tom DePetri, the, the guy, the guy who, who died. I don't remember. Yeah, it was the guy that died a couple years ago. Oh, uh, wow. Um, but um, he brought back the book, and they write the only book that's USA-based. Yeah. Uh, yeah, because the European version is much different, the way they do it. Well, Tactic-wise or legality-wise? Yeah. Most, most of the countries where they do, because this is a European thing. Yeah. Um, yes. And most of the countries, you are... He's fine. Um, 
obligated if you go hunting, you have to have a tracker on call. Wow. And in in some of the countries, if you so much as give a deer a hangnail, you are obligated you to, track to try to, to try to recover that deer. And um, we had a guy here in New Hampshire that was from Germany, Joe, and <clears throat> him and his dog tracked in Germany. And then he came here and tracked, and it, it's very, very different. Made yeah, him, that's yeah, what he, he said. Did. It's very yeah. different. Just, he didn't like it. He it's the like woods. It. It, yeah. it, made him, it made him crazy because over Steve. there they start the track on leash. Yeah. And then the dog indicates when you're close, and you slip the dog, when and the dog go. goes and bays here. the deer. Yeah. And then you go up and you shoot the deer. So, um, or boar, or boar, or whatever. Yeah. Um, so you know, a marginally hit animal can be bayed by a dog, right? And you know, like a deer with a broken leg, or, or mm-hmm. something eventually like that. it's going to run out of gas. Yeah. And, yeah. You know, maybe. Um, but the dog can bay it up, and and then you get it. And then here we're on leash only. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There, I think European way of doing it. They're they're more concerned with not the fair chase aspect of it like we have. But just, re- just, it's, just it's the get it done as quick as... Yeah, the ends justify the means. Yeah. yeah. Just get it over as quick as you can, mm-hmm. find the animal, shoot it, done. Yeah. Yep. So so here is... Uh, most of the states in the United States are on leash, which New Hampshire is on leash. Yeah. Uh, can you of, have a check cord? Is there a certain length of your on the leash? Can you, um, can, you know, I don't, I don't know. Well... I track with a 15-foot leash. Some people track with a 30-foot leash. I would be wrapped up in the woods oh, and never be my seen word. again with a 30-foot yeah. leash. Yeah. <laughs> I don't see how you make it through yeah, with a 15. Tangle up around I mean, the tree. I can see a 30-foot if you're in a field, out, out yeah. west, you yeah. know, Midwest or something. Okay. You'd be in better shape that way. But here, yeah. I know from when I was doing it, because I, I did tracking before with her, but the longer the leash, when the dog gets in a situation where it wants to backtrack itself... You it's can spend half up. an hour just untangling yourself. Right. Yeah. So in some of the southern states, you can track off leash. Not too many, mm-hmm. but some of them. Um, some states, you don't have to be licensed. New Hampshire, you do. Um, New Hampshire, we can carry a gun. Some states, you can't have even so much as a knife. Really? Wow. Yeah. Every state has different rules. Um, I'm surprised you're not even, you know, at least to carry a sidearm, you know, mm-hmm. with you just in case. New Hampshire, you can. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah, we're allowed to dispatch the animal if we get to it and it's dying at night. If if we do it during the daytime, we have the hunter do it. Okay. Correct. Yeah. But during the nighttime, the tracker is allowed by fishing game to dispatch, dispatch the animal to get. But it you're out not of allowed to hunt it down. No, right. and that's a fine line too. So what is so what your your dog walks up on the animal and gets up. The deer gets up and takes off and lays back down. Are you allowed to shoot it then when it gets up? Or does the deer kind of have to be on its side, you know, on breathing? In its bed. Like, I'm just kind of curious how it works. Like, It's a, it's the... a fine line. Basically, if you can if you can get within handgun distance of it, you can dispatch it. Okay. okay. Um, that's fair. Because, that's fair. Because a deer that's marginally hit, you know, a high back or something like that, you're not going to get within handgun distance. Right, right, yeah, correct. It's going to blow out of there. Okay, that makes it's sense. It's going to blow out. Yeah, yep. I mean, I'm sure that there's been instances, and I, I, I'm pretty sure there has. Oh, yeah. If you shoot a deer and it's not mortally wounded, you can, with a dog, keep going and going and going and finally getting it. But the question is, when you do it and you can identify that that animal is not mortally wounded and is probably going to survive, yep. 
the question is there, do you continue or do you stop because it's not mortally wounding? And at that point, you You're are hunting now it. hunting it right. with a dog. Yeah. Yeah. And there are some trackers that may or may not yeah. disagree with that. So it, I think the I'm, ends justify yeah, the means. Gonna, yeah. yeah, but New Hampshire can, New Hampshire says you can't hunt the dogs, the deer with the dogs. So when we determine that the deer isn't catchable you on back this out. day, back out. you back out. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know, in, in some states, like say a deer gets shot in the leg. Yeah. In some states, you can run that deer down. It take you all day. Yeah. But you can run that deer down. And in New Hampshire, we can't do that. Yeah. What do you think would be better if it was legal? Say you, you, you uh, well, I've I, seen plenty of deer get. I mean, I tracked a deer that was literally bleeding, paintable buckets of blood. Wow! And it stopped. Just like that. Just yep. stopped. Mm-hmm. And I've seen it. And too. it had. Um, <laughs> it walked through the mud. It yeah. walked through the mud, and it had three deep tracks and one shallow track. And I had gone on this track thinking it was a shoulder hit. Right. But it. Wasn't. It was a leg. It was a back leg. Yeah. And ah, so it was it three tracks. It was up on its yeah. Yeah. So I says, you know, it's a leg. It's eating. You know, we're gonna hang that up. They got that deer on camera <clears throat> in like I don't know January, February, something like that. Three legged. It had lost the lower part Whoa. of its leg at the wow. at the hawk. And then the next year, somebody shot it, and they sent me a picture of it. So. It lived. So it was the right call. Yeah. It was the right call. Yeah. It was the, totally the that. right call because Definitely. he lived a whole nother year. Yeah, a whole he probably year. He you know, he was in good shape when yeah. they shot him. He had a funky rack, but he, you know. You get that with any type of bone injury. Right, so, yeah. you know. Compensation. But we're not magic. You know, we right. don't, we don't, um, you know, it's not, <clears throat> it's not like um, watching a hunting show. Yeah. You know, everybody doesn't videotape their their shots that so you is don't, the hardest thing is you don't know anything yeah, yeah. you it's, don't know where they really hit. shot the deer they right. were aiming at the spot where they're going to tell you but they hit somewhere else right well yeah. you see a lot of times you see it differently oh yeah. blink of the eye that deer could be mm-hmm. standing here but it was really back there and you're like adrenaline oh, does weird things oh, yeah. to your perception i'm and, sure and yeah. as hunters yeah. we all know that you shoot at a deer and i can from the deer i shot this year I was not aiming where I hit the deer. Deflection, obviously. Right, yeah. But in my mind, I thought I shot him in. Yep, that's where I hit a, it. Yep. Right in the, I had the, in the right vital there. V. I yep. thought I hit him there, but I hit him in the net because yep. of the. But in my mind, that's where I hit it. So hunters will always tell you where they think they hit them unless they actually. St- really saw that it was a bad shot yeah and i'm guessing when the people can't find the deer they're like i think i i think i hit it that's what you <laughs> hear every changed. time i think i hit it was it a here. perfect hit yeah perfect hit <laughs> right behind i think the i hit it there hit. Yeah. and then when i mean we've had it a million times when we finally do get the deer it's not where he thought yeah. he hit it or yeah, she. but i mean yeah. but i mean if you get to a point where you're not catching up with the deer yeah i had a deer was it last year or the year before the one that the two different people shot that was two years ago right mm-hmm Two years ago, I went and I shot a deer, and the guy was pretty sure he had liver hit the deer. And uh, the blood sign kind of matched mm-hmm. that, kind of-ish. Um, <laughs> you know, yeah. you're, you, you're yeah. talking, you're not magic. Are you talking you about can't... the Smith buck? No, the, no, God, no. Um, no, the one up on what they call Wound Mountain. 
There's Wound a mountain. mountain. There's a mountain down. <laughs> there's a mountain down the southern southern part of the state, and they call it Wound Mountain. Oh, they everybody, push it. Everybody that goes there shoots a deer, wounds it, and never gets it. Really? I, they don't know anybody that's ever shot a deer. Steep up and down. Oh. It's really steep up and down. So I, I, went, I feel like I wouldn't hunt there. <laughs> I so I go on this track, and the blood sign looked okay, and he had shot the deer, and he had walked up on the deer in the night, and the deer had gotten up and slowly walked away. Yeah. And so he called me, and I said, I'll be out there first thing in the morning. You know, it sounded good. Sounded good. If this is out of southern New Hampshire, what's the furthest you guys would drive? I'm sorry to interrupt your story. The farthest we I've, have driven? The far- <laughs> oh, God. Well, I- I'm guessing far- the farthest far- you have driven has been for people you may know. Yeah. If you're going to drive that cust- far. Uh, yeah. We call yeah. them repeat customers. They're not really customers because they don't <laughs> Yeah, pay, obviously. But, right. yeah. Um, we go to Lyme quite often. I've been okay. to Lyme a lot. Um, yeah. And then what was... Um, the girl's name. Ringe. I've been Down to Ringe a couple times, but that's sh- okay. <laughs> I don't. I don't do that. Yeah, <laughs> that's Callie, right? Yeah, yeah, and she's yeah. she's awesome. She's yeah. her and her I husband don't, are really I don't. Cool. I wouldn't go that far on a regular basis, though. Pretty much. Thirty minute out. Oh God, no! I'd never get anywhere. I I go uh, <laughs> like up to an hour. Yeah, is yeah. my average. So you're right. Thirty minutes out, you're kind of right now. Yeah. You're in the middle of like yeah. Yeah, yeah it's, well, from my house, an hour can be. Yeah, you know, bad. An hour yeah. is lime can... and an hour is keen. So yeah. I go in there. Yeah. Okay. Closer's, closer's I try to get her to go to Pittsburgh just so I can go, but yeah, I think it never works I out. think I heard no. about someone mi- missing her, wounding a deer in Pittsburgh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, so, to get back to the story. So, yeah, this guy, so the deer gets up and it walks away. So he calls me. I get out there in the morning. We have to go in on a four-wheeler. Uh, you know, it's, it's out there. Yeah. And we get up there and the sign's decent and... Um, the dog, um, I was trying to think of how that went. Oh, someone else had come with us, and but he brought his gun. And the only person on the track that can, that can bring the gun, bring is... the gun is the hunter. Okay. So I told him, I says, you can either leave it here at the four wheeler, or you can go hunting far away from us. Mm-hmm. So he went, he went right. The deer was straight ahead. He went right, straight out right. So. Um, so we get up there, we get to where the deer had been down and the dog follows it down and then she starts tracking what I call tracking light. She's not pulling. She's tracking. Her nose is yeah. down, but it's she's not excitable though. It's, it's like not serious and, and she kind of kind of goes mm-hmm. off and I'm like, I bet your friend walked through here. Oh no. You know, because it was a, quite a while before, yeah. you know, he left before we get left where we were. And I said, I bet your friend walked through here. So we went all the way back up. It took me a while to figure this out because I was thinking, like you said, that it was just an older track. And then I'm like, no, I bet that guy walked through here. So we went back up and she picked up the deer's track and she tracked really well. And she kind of came down and she went completely opposite the way the guy had gone. Yeah. And around and then started making the loop back and we stopped and we took a break. Because it was really hot and took a break, give the dog water. While we're on break, the friend calls. Boom. And says, <laughs> oh, says I just shot a deer. I need a track. <laughs> and, and, well, he just, he didn't move. Yeah, he had yeah, shot right. the deer. He said, I walked up on a deer in its bed and I shot it in the chest. Yeah. But it ran. And we're like, don't you freaking move. Yeah. Don't you move. You sit down. If that's the deer we're on. We'll be there in an hour. Yeah. If we're not there in an hour, 
it's a different deer and then you can track your deer yeah so we track and the dog tracks along and she comes back around and she crosses where he had walked over and then she went down and she went along a field and down the edge of a field and we're we're kind of heading his way and through another field and then over and she's heading straight for him wow that deer went away and we're like nothing we're huh? like this guy shot your deer <laughs> so we get all the way over there and and she picks up where where he had shot the deer. Yeah. And now there's blood. The deer <laughs> hadn't the been heck? bleeding at all. The deer had completely stopped bleeding after that bed. Uh, so now it's bleeding again because now it's, it's a good shot. shot. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, we're gonna get this deer, right? And we're following this deer. Now we got. Now I legitimately, I legitimately have two hunters, so they both can. They can what shoot the? it. What? That's a weird situation, they huh? They both, the can game carry, they both can carry, That's a weird... their, carry their weapon. <laughs> yeah. What are the odds of that? <laughs> because they both were on. The, they both there. So, so, um, but he decides he's he doesn't think that we're really going to track his deer. So he goes back up to where he shot it, and he just wanders off somewhere. Yeah. I don't know where the heck he went. <laughs> um, so he's 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 off. But my original hunter is with me, and and this deer's running now and and dripping blood and. Um, so we're like, we're going to get this deer. Yeah. And so we're tracking fast and we come to this brook that's really deep and it's over my boots and it's, it's gnarly. It's a little fast, but it's really steep down oh, okay. and the deer went down the bank. And I'm like, Oh, this is such a good sign. This is such a good sign. We're going to get this deer. So the guy went across and he, to see if there was any blood. He didn't see any right away. And I walked up and down the bank a couple times trying to find a place I could cross. He comes back and he says he found a drop of blood. So This deer's going to be out of blood. This deer, oh my God. Well, we, we, uh, we get across. He actually helped me get across because it was, you know, pretty deep. Yeah. And uh, get across. And the dog takes off. You know? And she's, like, dragging me along like a kite. <laughs> and, you know, the... It, it's like bleeding like every five or six feet, you know, a little drop. Yeah. <laughs> and it goes up this steep. How far away are you guys from the truck right now? Oh, pretty far. Holy <laughs> So smokes. we eventually come out to where the deer, the blood is getting smaller and smaller and smaller again. And we're now almost five miles from Holy where we started. Smokes. I usually stop a track at three. Yeah. So, but I, but I, because this other guy had shot the deer, right. I was like, it's two wounds now, yeah. yeah. And then the deer stopped bleeding, totally stopped bleeding, and Bella gave me the, you know, mom, this deer isn't gonna die. Yeah. And I'm like, <sighs> so even though two different people shot at this deer, it lived. It's still, it's still, or you couldn't. We it, couldn't. We couldn't. Never got confirmation. Never yeah. got confirmation, but, but um. Wow. Uh, we went back. Rugged. Uh, the guy the guy took pictures of the bed, you know, when he wandered off. Yeah, he yeah. went up and he took pictures of the bed and stuff. And I don't I think he just skin again. Uh, I think he just gave it a skin. He wound. just pulls up, the deer jumped up, boom. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, cuz the deer was the deer was facing him in the bed. Yeah. And he just he says he I says I put it right in his, On chest. his chest. Everybody yeah. says that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I think I think he just spun hair off one side. Yeah. But but it's but that's what I mean. We're not magic. So I mean, here was a situation where you de- you thought you had it. Thought was, you definitely had it. I thought I definitely yeah. had this deer, and it turns out it had a 
superficial. It wasn't. It wasn't a liver hit. Yeah. Because it would have been dead at this point. Yeah. It's the amount of hours that had gone by, it would have been dead. And it also wasn't shot in the chest that I thought it was. Yeah. Because again, it would have been. Dead. It would have been dead. <laughs> yeah. And and we put five, almost five miles on that deer. Wow. We we actually came out really far from the vehicles, and we had to call somebody to, to come give you get a ride us. Back. Yeah. To come get us. Sounds yeah. like one of my tracking expeditions. Yeah. yeah. You get way back. But, oh, I'm on a different road. <laughs> but you know, I wish we were magic because we get there and we have to guess. Yeah. And hunters always get really upset with us because they're like, "Well, you should know." Yeah. If we can get this deer or not, and well, how come you know you got this dog? How come we can't get yeah. this deer? Well, you have the bow. How come you didn't get the deer? <laughs> there you go. But, you know, You're always, yeah, you always try to come up with something yeah. smart you want to say to them, but you got to be polite. Yeah. But, you know, but, but a lot of people just don't understand how deer are actually made. Yeah. Because. Out of iron. Look, no, you're looking at. That's what it at, seems like. Yeah. Well, you're looking at a deer and, you know, you got the top of the back and the bottom of the belly. Yeah. And you're like, there's a lot of deer there. But there's really not a lot of deer there yeah, because of, there's a lot from of the top of nothing, the back yeah. to the bottom of the spine is wider than my hand. Is you that know, right? It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's That's easily, where I think I shot that buck a couple years ago. Right it's easily like yeah. one and a half of my hands before you yeah. get to anything important. And when you hit him in that spot, you get the magical deer that drops as soon as you hit him. Yeah. Because like in football, you get a stinger, yeah, right? right. Yeah. Pow, you're on the ground. Yeah. But it only takes them a couple of seconds to gain that Pop composure back up. up back and get back up. Yeah, probably a high back hit is one of the most common. common yeah, so is it really? Yeah. The best thing I can give for advice is if you hit a deer like that with a muzzleloader, get reloading as fast as possible yeah. because you're gonna you can get a second shot when he gets up. But a lot of guys will hit him with that first Boom, shot with the looking. muzzleloader, and then the deer goes down, and it's it's celebration yeah. time. And the next thing you know, you look back, and the deer is gone. <laughs> I mean, we had <laughs> Diane's away. got a pretty funny story about that one. Which one's that? The, the lime, the guy that went. The the boy the guy that uh, had got out of work decided he was just going to go and sit for a few hours. He only had a little bit to sit, so he went and sat. Big buck, big beautiful eight pointer comes out, and he rails him with his muzzleloader. Thing drops. The guy's like, "Yeah, well, I'm <laughs> smoked gonna, him. I'm not yeah, going to reload gotta, that one. <laughs> no, I'm going to drive home, put have dinner, and then come back with the the kids and the wife and." Oh no! Oh so yeah, away. yeah, yeah, that. One. And I'm not, I'm not making light of him because if he hears this, it's not, it's, it's not funny. He's a good guy. Yeah, he's whatnot. a great guy. He's and he's, he shot family. a billion yeah. huge bucks. But he's like, yeah, he's dead. I'll go home, eat, come back, and get it. He comes back and the deer's gone. Oh, that is awful. And there's <laughs> a blood trail leading away. Yeah. So he calls us. That was one of those typical mature, badass whitetails that yeah. goes through the worst place when they're hurt swamp he had had cut across dropped him in a brook valley did a complete loop headed back the opposite way there he got shot went right down a stream valley that was as thick as a jungle and we never caught him he crossed a really deep part of the brook but he had stopped bleeding there quite a bit he stopped bleeding forever they never saw him so but that's a perfect example of if you get if you shoot him and it drops. Shoot him again. Yeah. If it drops right off the mm-hmm. right off the yeah, because it's a high back hit. Yeah. And our very first track we ever went on with our first dog, um, a guy had called us right from the town we were living in. I just shot when he dropped right there. There's blood everywhere, and he, he got up and kind of wobbled off because I couldn't reload fast enough. 
we never found that deer because it's not a uh it's not a mortal hit yeah it's just it'll bleed it'll bleed like a stuck pig when you hit him in the loin yep. yeah and tim tim come to a shot uh Buck up high like that? He, no, he killed one. He shot it, but when we went out, walked up to it, it had a hole in its in its back strap. You know, oh, it had been yeah, hit, yeah, yeah. but he was he was just chilling. Like it, yeah. we didn't bother him. Especially during the rut, they get that testosterone's flowing, that breeding yeah. is flowing, and they they just get back up and go. And they, oh yeah, I'm bleeding. Where's the girls? And they get <laughs> yeah. on yeah. going. They, you know, it's crazy. Yeah, I mean, and even if even if you get below that spine, yeah, you get below the spine. And you're still in the upper part of the lung, especially if you're in the back upper part of the lung. The further back in the lungs you get, the wider apart the blood vessels are. Okay. And the further front and low you get, down by the heart in the it's lungs, all tight. it's really tight. If you, if you. Oh yeah, cutting up a deer, you know, just cut, yeah. coming up to that mm-hmm. center, center of the rib. Well, yeah, the chest bone right yeah. there. It's just like. Yeah. It really isn't much space. No, and if no. you hit it there just marginally, it's going to die. I mean, yeah. I've even seen deer where people have had their arrow, something's gone wrong with their arrow, and they've just gotten like two inches of penetration. And it's still died? And the deer has still died. And they've got it, you know, they've hit it right below, you know, wow. right right behind the elbow in the, you know, up in the up in the heart area yep. 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 and they've just gotten the lung in that area and they, and they bleed to death and die because there's so many blood vessels there but if you hit a deer in the lung way in the back of the lung especially high they can live really and they do even you and pierce the lung yeah mm-hmm. yeah and and a single lung hit deer oh probably most definitely can live. can definitely live and we get that a lot when you get these guys that think they need to be 40 feet up yeah, you know, and you're shooting, oh, and so you're shooting angle, almost straight yeah. down, and your angle just hits that one lung. The odds are, the if you, especially if it's a mature whitetail, he's just gonna suck it up and keep moving. I don't go far that up. I don't go that high up. No, I've seen some people climb. Oh yeah, I've seen tree stands like. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, we, who's climbing that? We've done a we've done an awful lot of single lung. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Twenty five twenty five feet and higher. Yeah, yeah. Wow. and if you if you or even on a hill. Yeah, Even a lot a of hill. guys will put them up 15 feet, but they're on You're a big on a hill, hill. Right. Yeah, a big ridge, yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, especially if the deer's, like, quartering away. I mean, uh, quartering two. Yeah, Quartering yep. two. And, yep. and, uh, Skinnier, yeah. Yeah, you know, skinny. And um, so, you know, you can get a, a single lung hit. I've done an awful lot of them, and the deer bleeds a lot. And then you'll come to a spot where it looks like they puked up this huge pile of blood. And then there's no more blood. That's the lungs. That's collapsing. when the, lung, the lung collapses. That one lung collapses. Just get it out of the way, and then yep. you just throw it, it up, and then yep. keep on trucking. And and they keep on going. Now some of those deer will probably die. Yeah. Right we, from we infection. Can't, from, from, from infection. infection yeah. We can't catch them though because they still got a lung. And unlike they're people, breathing. they're not I mean, wimpy right. like people. Yeah. You know, person, yeah. you got a collapsed lung, you're in the hospital. Right. You know? These things are running. But they're yeah. they're they're still going. Once that once they puke up that stuff, you get that big pile of of mucus and blood and and stuff. And so that, when you that see stops. that, you have an idea what that is. Yep. And it, it's you're still like, oh, open. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, and, it took us a while. I mean, at first, you know, you you think the same things everybody. Oh man, that thing's all that blood. blood but yeah. After you've done. I don't even know how many tracks you've done. I, I don't even I have, know anymore. You know, so after fu- well, after coming up up on that puked up blood, what do you guys kind of just stops. say? Yep, stop. It, well, yeah, no, you, well, you go you go a little bit farther because no. I mean yeah. you never oh, yeah. know what's yeah. going to happen. Right, you never but know. I mean, right. But I mean the blood stops. Okay. Right. Yeah. It stops bleeding. Oh no, we'll still track. Yeah, I, okay. I track but you but you tell the you 
the whole time you're tracking, you're giving you information to your hunter what you're seeing. And and as you go along, either they'll pick up on the fact that you're not seeing what you want to see. Right. Or, you, t- you know, you basically tell them, look, I'm not seeing the sign that is going to eventually get this deer for us. It's looking bad. But... There's always that chance. Have you ever been surprised to like have no blood or anything like that, and you're just going off kind of the dog's nose? Yeah, you're deer. Oh, Jesus! Is, can I? There's more, no blood. One more thing, I just because I've heard this is it's not the necessarily the the blood that the dog is no. tracking. Is it? No. Is it? It's well, the inner it's digital feet? gland. Yeah, that's well, what it is. Well, okay. Deer, dogs see. Dogs smell like we see. So if you look over here. You're seeing, you know, there's a bright green bush here and a light green bush there. And and you know what that tree is and you know what that tree is. And there's some flowers there and stuff like that. That's what you're seeing. Okay. But when a dog is smelling a deer, they're smelling the individual deer. They're smelling the wound, whatever the wound is, whether it's just serous fluid coming out of a superficial wound or if it's blood or... Adrenaline. Adrenaline or... um, Smoke, that's a lot. Gut smell or whatever. Yeah. Um, But then they're also smelling where that deer bedded. Okay. And what it's been eating. And if it's a buck, what it's been rubbing its antlers on. All of those things make a picture in the dog's brain of this deer. Really? So this deer smells like (sighs) this this combination of things. Makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. When When they get hit... What was, the, what was the name of that gland? The the interdigital gland. In the when they, so if they get hit, does something happen to that gland that makes it? Well, that's their that's their normal gland. How okay. they communicate. That, that's and, their that's and, their smell. And each gland is particular to each the deer. individual deer. Okay. So it's it's like our fingerprints. Right. Yeah. Well, it's it's funny you say that too because when the deer walk, you know they smell other tracks. That's why they smelling for that gland. Yes, yeah. that's how they. When you see deer trails in the woods. There's two reasons they make a deer trail in the woods. One, it's the easiest route for them to travel, and two, for generations, the deer, deer have used it. it, so they smell all those footprints, so they keep following it because they know that's a good way Safe. to go. Yep. Yep. No shit, it's crazy because you'd be walking through the woods and then see, yep. looks like a goat path. Yeah. You know, so that's what that is. Yeah. Yep. Oh yep. yeah. But then it's when, like mice. When, mice yeah. do the same thing. They do it with urine. They do it with urine. Yep. Yeah. But right. it's the same idea. But but then if a deer gets shot, then they're releasing adrenaline and they're releasing fear smell, and and that is a real thing. And that and, and that's that's a real thing because and and I believe that's how the dogs <coughs> determine the experienced dogs like like Arbella. Yeah, she'll be tracking along and all of a sudden she'll be like, "Stop! This is done." Yeah. You know this isn't dead, right? Yeah. <laughs> and and I, if they can only I talk, think, and I think there's so much a, easier. There's definitely a smell that comes. Yeah, from and I think dying. that when the deer goes from scared to normal deer, that's when it's the, a it's, totally different it shuts, smell. It's a switch, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. and it doesn't smell like it's dying because it's not dying, so it's not dying smell. And it's no longer afraid. Yeah. And it's just a deer. And it comes right out in the dog's body language. I mean, it's amazing. You can literally... I've heard that. Watch the dog. Oh, I'm excited. And just go... And he's like, eh. I'll track it, but... It's not... Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, she'll keep tracking if I ask her to. Right. You know, we we tracked a buck uh, over in Newport. And uh, in the boiler room. (laughs) In the boiler room. And... um, 
<laughs> and you know the sign actually looked like that yeah. at first, and um, it was a deer he never had on camera, he'd never seen before. Thing just came out of nowhere. And it was—it's what we call a visiting buck. Mm-hmm. You know, during the rut, the, vi- the bucks yeah, go other places. Where the heck that deer up. come from and never get it again? <laughs> yeah. yeah, the bucks go other places. So this was a visiting buck, and it's ironic because it was—it was exactly on the other side of the mountain from where we used to live. Oh, okay. And so I sort of knew where this, this deer kind of would, area would was, go. Yeah. And so it was this massive deer, and he shot this deer and in the boiler room. <laughs> and and he just couldn't believe it didn't die because it came yeah. right out on a tote road following a doe. He shot it, it and blood everywhere, and it, it just didn't die. Yeah, he definitely didn't do it the Lanny Benoit way where you just keep shooting until it falls over. No, yeah. he didn't do that. So he um, he called me, and I went out, and we tracked this. Dude. This was hands down one of the most dangerous tracks I've ever done. How come? Just because of the terrain and the, yeah, it, the, deer, the weather? Yeah, the deer followed... Um, this deer trail, and the deer trail was literally the width of my hand mm-hmm. on the side of a vertical cliff. Deer over there. Well, where's the dog? This is right, right here. here sleeping. Um, yeah, it, was. it was a deer trail the width of my hand on the side so of a vertical thick. cliff. No, it was a vertical cliff. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. So it's like, you know, it's this little width of my hand, <laughs> yeah. literally the width of one of my boots. Say. Yeah. And at the bottom of this was a brook... With bedrock. Oh, so big boulders, you know. Yeah. And and not too many trees on the side. And the dog is like pulling right along, you know, just going right along. <laughs> and um I'm like, if I fall, you have to grab the dog. Don't grab me. <laughs> no, grab come back that for dog. me afterwards. <laughs> and and she tracked this deer out and we had a couple more spots of blood and then it came out onto a road heading up towards where we used to live. Yeah. And I knew where this deer was going. And as soon as she crossed that road, she went, it's dead. It's not dead. It's not going to die. Do we have to keep going? Just, just pulled you right. that hard, then all of a sudden just at the end. Not going to die. Not going to. So and that's we the... got that deer on trail camera. His that guy hit? His name was Lefty. No, that wasn't Lefty. It was the other one. It was the other. It was oh, the other, other one. one. And he had a scar that went from hip to shoulder. He ran right down the side of that deer. The bullet, really? The bullet went Holy right up the side smoke. of the deer. Oh, I know what you're talking about. That's, yeah. That was that nine-pointer. Yeah, that was that nine-pointer. So, um, so when he shot, the deer was like pretty much kind of facing him? It probably, him. Qu- yeah. it, well, no, or it quartered, quartered away. away. Oh, it quartered it, away, it, and he tried to exit, it, yeah. Well, it crossed the road, and he saw it broadside. Of course, yeah. <clears throat> and as he pulled the trigger, it, switched. it turned. Yeah. It turned. But he didn't see that. Yeah. He didn't see that. He saw it broadside. And we got that deer on trail camera, um, but the but that doesn't happen very often, right? No. You know, a lot yeah. of times we'll do a track and we can't figure out for the life of us where that deer was hit. Right. Dang. You know, we just we don't know. We know yeah. where the so, hunter said they shot. I get that was my question is when they say so if someone calls you up, what is your like go to. Um, checklist to make sure it's legit. You guys, yeah, must have a checklist saying All right, we're not going to in go your after in this. your head. Well, where do you think you hit it? I'm just, yeah, I'm just kind of. I mean, I don't. Maybe for people that listen to this, yeah, okay. I don't. Screen, depends on where you are. Like the the yeah. trackers in the southeast part of the state, they pretty much have to screen to an extent. Okay, they because they get so, they so, many, so calls. many calls. We usually ask, 
Where do you think you hit it? What were you using to shoot? Were you, you know, was it a bow? bow? Yep. Was it a rifle, shotgun? shotgun? Yep. What kind um, of an environment? Is it neighborhoods? Yep. Is yep. it farm? Is it? Oh, because yeah. you guys all have to worry about posted property coming up. Posted, on posted property sign. and not just posted property, but even non-posted some, property. Yeah. Just like some the the little cul-de-sac type places where you yep. might have some people who might be in uh, uh, anti. Hunter, I guess you could call it, you know, not happy with that type of activity yeah. that you may have to ask permission to cross their back lawn if the deer went across yeah. there. Or Sounds you might so have gross. to recover a dead doe or something laying un- so underneath their swing yeah. set. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I've, so and I've done I, that. Really? <laughs> those are just. Those are just nightmare tracks like that. Yeah. And yes. So you know, and and you know, if somebody calls me and they say I shot a deer with a bow mm-hmm. through the neck. And the deer ran away with the arrow in its neck. I'm, I don't screen my calls, but I'm probably going to screen that one out. Yeah. Because I can't catch that deer. Right. No. I cannot catch a deer that an arrow went through it. Right in the meat. In mm-hmm. the meat. Yeah. And ran it's off. It's just going it. to keep on going. Yeah, you're wasting your time. I right? mean, because the area in a neck <laughs> that is. You got to hit it in general. In the soft. I mean, yeah. You know, it, again, it's. There's a lot of things on the deer that's the width of my hand. Right. So it's like the width of my hand is is the esophagus and the trachea and the carotid arteries. They're all pretty much in that same area. Yeah. And then there's this four times that size area above it. Yeah, it looks and, big. And yeah. two times that size area well, below it. Especially if the buck's in rot and their yeah. necks are like this. Especially yeah. with the arrow hitting. Well, it didn't, did it hit it or did it go right through it? Went through. Oh, it did go through yeah. it, fully through. So, yeah, yeah, you don't know where the heck that thing. No, yeah. and... and uh, you know, it's it. You know, I had a guy that I had tracked for before, and he called. and He says, you know, I've I shot a deer with the bow, and it ran off with the arrow hanging out both sides of its neck. <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> you know, Boy. I I can't catch that deer. Right. Not with the dog. It's gonna be me and the dog and the hunter and maybe the hunter's friend, and the dog's got a bell on her collar, and I'm. It's already on high alert. Yeah, it's, it's gonna, gonna be keep pushing it. Yeah. yeah. And I, you know, something like that. I'll say you're better off not calling a tracker, yep. and you're better off going back in there and hunting still hunting yep. as quiet as you can be and still hunt that deer. And in no, it doesn't have any blood, so you're going to still hunt in the direction you saw the deer go. Okay. In right. the most obvious <clears throat> deer trails and tracks. You yeah. know, it's just because there are some things we can't catch. And, you know, if someone says, I definitely high-backed a deer, in, I've been tracking since 2008. And we've recovered two. I don't know. Really? I, I never recovered we've, any high we've, we've, recovered, we've recovered, no, we've recovered one. And that was Aaron's. Aaron's. But, and that, but he had cracked the spine. Yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. wow. So, so it, it was, just, it literally, luck. she ran off out of pure adrenaline. But once she got to that point where it wore off. A mile off, away. She could not, Move. she could stand. Yeah. And her front legs work fine, but her rear legs wouldn't operate properly. So when we got to her, she was standing, and I had to dispatch it. And yeah. the first shot, I hit the deer. I mean, with I used three fifty seven, yep. hit the deer, and, of course, you shoot a deer, it runs. And it bounded and almost ran me over. <laughs> And every and then, light stopped. in the neighborhood came on because it turned out we yeah. were in a neighborhood and we yeah. didn't know. We it. were oh. ju- we were right at the legal 
distance to, to shoot. I mean, literally to the, to the yeah. feet. Yeah, I pulled up the GPS and we, you know, we looked at it was three hundred five yeah. yards 300 or something. Three hundred and five. Three hundred fifteen, something like that. It was really like, right we were, there. We were literally on the edge. So deer jumped again and just, then she just you could see she Drag couldn't back, go yeah. and I was like, you know, coyotes are gonna get her anyways. So yeah, um, we I. Finally got her in the heart and dispatched her. The first shot I shot her, tried to shoot her here in the neck because it was the easiest shot for me. Right. And it didn't work as well as I thought. <laughs> but she did the the next shot. Well, that's good. Her, yeah. so. But, you know, we had to call the police. and, yeah. and Let them know. Hey, we're back here, yeah. yeah. Luckily, not, my friend. Not one person called that in. Nope. At 10 o'clock at night on a Halloween. Yeah. Oof. Not one person called the police and said, nope. hey, there's some gunshots in my backyard. No, a friend of mine. No, was, that's some good a, friends. Those yeah. are the friends you want. Yeah. <laughs> my, my friend's a night was a night sergeant. He said he never heard a thing about oh, it. Oh, cool. So. Yeah, but, but you know, it's it's um, that's the only high back deer we've ever recovered in. Wow. Only because it was. That was with a muzzleloader. Cracked yeah. spine, huh? Cracked spine. The muzzleloader scares me. Nick, the one he shot, it's like he hit it right in the lungs. <sighs> and it's like. A little bit of uh, good blood, good blood, and then a little bit of blood, and then it's like at the point it's me and him trying to find and no snow yet. No, there but was it no was snow. just you know the blood you want to see is like on the trees and over here, mm-hmm. and, you yeah. know whatever. And it, it wasn't like that, and it's the second time I've shot a deer, good shot, you know, We've... in the boiler room, and then it just <laughs> it's like you know pins like a pin a pin, and then at the point where. I'm like, all right, I'm gonna stand here at last blood, and you kind of go do what you got to do. And that we ended up finding the deer, but the muzzleloaders, for whatever reason, they don't impress. Incarcerate that. Yeah, you know? we we find we get a lot of muzzleloader hits that are high. Yeah, and I, I've low. always survived. Some low. of them are low, but most of them are high. high. Or low. And it's because people are used to shooting a regular center fire rifle and yep. it's pow it just goes off no you hear the muzzleloader it's you get that holding that it tight yeah split second delay that you can't when you watch somebody shoot it you don't notice it right yep. but it's there and i think a lot of guys flinch yeah and does that and that makes it cause that little it to go tiny off. bit right yeah and <clears throat> you know some guys are deadly with them mm-hmm. some guys are just dead nuts with them but some guys really flinch when they shoot them and i think that has a lot to do with it that and i think that there's times when people do speed loads or 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 loading it by hand that sometimes they may mismeasure yeah or they don't put enough pyrodex in or whatever they use i don't i don't hunt with a muzzleloader but I'm, i'm guessing that you have to try to figure out how much powder for your set way of shooting to make it shoot make right. It, right, and if you make it too weak, it's not going <laughs> to penetrate. I mean, it just—I've had shotgun shells. I had a box of turkey loads that I literally shot a turkey at ten yards and watched the pellets bounce off the turkey because really? there was a Defective. factory defect, defect in it. Oh so yeah, I, what kind of ammo was that? <laughs> <laughs> I had two this year do the same thing. Yeah, was, I saw that. <laughs> that was Winchester. That was my Winchester. Yeah, Winchester too. I've gone completely. Cause we sure yes, have fun not, not to Throwing my you. money away <laughs> You been high I've been low You're all in and I'm all broke Another paycheck down the drain Yeah, baby, when we're together 
this times three But in the morning I'll know better Cause you're so bad, so bad for me Just like a sip of wine Leads me to drink You're my gateway drug I'm starting to think It's gonna take much more than Just twelve steps So call Betty Ford Call Dr. Drew Save me a bed Cause in a month or two I won't quit you girl Just not yet Yeah baby when we're together The only drug I need But in the morning I know better Cause you're so bad, so bad for me Bailing down the road past these city lights You got your hands on the wheel and look in your eyes I ask myself, is it time to slow down? But the night's still young, we're full of gas Credit cards in my pocket with some living left in We got friends in the next town Yeah, baby, when we're together It's like Vegas times three So bad, so bad for me So bad, so bad for me Oh, cause you're so bad, so bad for me Cause you're so bad, so bad, so bad for me so bad.